Hey guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which I'm not an expert in, but it's definitely one of my keys to a life of impact, and that is health and fitness. I've got Daniel Raz on the show with me today. We're talking about specifically how busy men can lose weight without going to the gym. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a busy man. Um, I can definitely do use some help with staying fit, and I like the idea of not having to go to the gym. So can't wait to hear what Daniel has to say about that. But Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. Tell us, who is Daniel Raz, and how did you come to be somebody who became passionate about helping other busy men lose weight, get fit, to live a better lifestyle? 100%. So, as you can probably hear from my accent, I'm from Israel. When I was six, my family and I, we moved to China. I grew up there. At the age of 18, I went to go to Canada for university because I had one brother that studied in America, another brother that studied in Australia. So I'm like, okay, got to pick a different wow. country. And <laughs> I wanted the West Coast because it was warmer. I didn't really know what cold was. I've never lived in snow. It was a pretty big mm. shock when I came here. But yeah, I've lived in Canada for the last seven years. I graduated for, uh, with an exercise and nutrition degree. And I became a personal trainer, certified, worked in a few gyms. Then in 2020, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I got to be able to get myself in shape without going to the gym. Realized I was able to do that. I like to use the metaphor that Gordon Ramsay can make a better meal with one pan than the average person can with five pans. Because it's not about what equipment you have. It's about knowing what to do. And by then, I was pretty experienced. I knew what to do. So even just body weight, I was able to still get myself the exact same results. So I realized that the gym is not really necessary if you have a plan. And obviously, there's a bunch of people that want to lose weight. There's a bunch of people that want to get fit. And I believe that there's a market that there's a lot of people that want to accomplish these things without going to the gym because they are busy. They might be intimidated. They have five kids, seven projects, three companies. They have so many things going on <laughs> that the last thing they want to do is drive 30 minutes to a gym. Yeah. So that's what I specialize in. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I want to back up just a little bit. You had me intrigued when you said you had one brother went to Australia, one brother went to America. You decided to go to Canada into the cold that you've never experienced as quite a, um, international family did did your other brothers yeah. stay in, in the locations where they went to university as well or are they still traveling around like what's the no, family they, dynamics they, like there <laughs> they're moving around now both of my brothers are in america one is in michigan the other one is in australia every okay. couple of months yeah. everyone meets in either israel or somewhere in america a few months ago we met in mexico so even though we're all over the place we still meet Every once in a while. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I'm always intrigued at how people end up where where they're at, especially when you bring the international aspect into it. Because being in America, being from America, I've only been out of the States, uh, I think, once in my, once or twice in my life. And so I don't mm. really know the, the international aspect of it. So I'm always intrigued at people that 
travel around and, and get to see different places. And it's something that I hope to do someday. It's, yeah. I just need to be intentional with it for sure. But we're going to talk about intentionality today too. So <laughs> let's, let's jump back into the fitness side of it. You talk about getting people results without going to the gym. How, how do you go about that? Like what's, what is it with the mindset or what's the, what's the key there to getting the results that you want to losing the weight without having to drive 30 minutes each way to the gym or however far that might be? Right. So in terms of the overall fitness, I like to start with what I call the easy wins because in January 1st, everyone sets extremely unrealistic goals. They go from never not working out for months, eating junk food to be like, okay, I'm going to work out every single day for two hours. I'm not going to touch McDonald's. I'm not going to touch any processed foods. I won't have any soft drinks, only strict uh, diet. I'll go with a food scale everywhere I go and measure every single calorie. They said something super <laughs> unrealistic that I don't do, right? Yeah. So instead, let's start with the easy wins, things that don't take a lot of time or effort and give you momentum so you can feel that you're actually making progress. Because a lot of people say, I lack consistency, I don't feel motivated, I'm not disciplined. But my approach is, if you see results every single week, then you will be motivated. You will want yeah. to do more. So let's start with things that don't take a lot of time or effort. And once you see the ball rolling, then you can, then you would want to put in more effort to do the more difficult tasks. Yeah, I, I love yeah, what you I, said there. After you see the results, is when the motivation comes. And I've I've said that a lot of times. Like, it's we talk about how we don't feel motivated to go do the thing. But that's often more of a discipline issue. You're not, I'm not disciplined mm -hmm. enough to go do the thing because if you can actually make, make yourself push through to go work out or to go from, for me in, in my case right now, it's to go work on my house that I'm building. If I can push through the not wanting to do it and actually go work on it a while, as I'm working, I gain the motivation. As I'm seeing the results, yeah. as I'm seeing the siding go up on the house, I'm motivated to keep seeing the results. And it's interesting you bring that out in fitness. Talk about some of those easy wins you mentioned earlier. Is is there a process that you go through to figure out individually what the easy wins for you are versus going through that huge long checklist of working Less out two working hours out and two doing hours. so many right. sit-ups and push-ups and tracking your, tracking your calories and all of that? What are some of the easy wins that we can do do that uh that uh that more than you know, yeah 100%. so there's many what i do is i throw a bunch of my clients i see what sticks you don't have to do everything right you just have to do a few things right so an example of an easy win is always having a water bottle within arm's reach most people think they are hungry but oftentimes they are dehydrated or they are bored right and 75% of the American population, of the adult population, is constantly dehydrated. That causes them to look and feel more bloated than they can be. Right? So simply drinking more water is an easy win. Just have a water bottle close by, make a huge difference. Another example of easy win, as you can see, I'm standing right now. This is a standing desk. Whenever I'm on a call, whenever I, I talk on the phone, I never sit down, ever. I always move mm. and walk. It's unconscious at this point. Because I'm going to be talking anyways, 
might as well move. And this not only burns calories without me trying, I also have more energy. I can think quicker on my feet because I'm literally on my feet. And I just believe it's an easy win. It doesn't take that much time or effort. Another example of an easy win is improving the quality of your sleep, right? I can't snap my fingers and make it so that there's 25 or 26 hours in a day allowing you to sleep an extra hour or two. But if we improve the quality of your sleep, then without spending any extra time, you have more energy, your testosterone increases, you're able to build muscle and bone fat a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Talk talk about that a little bit. How do you how do you go about improving the quality of your sleep? Like if you're somebody that has trouble sleeping, wakes up throughout the night, or just uh, has restless, fitful sleep, how do you improve that quality of sleep? Definitely. So there's probably seventeen thousand different small tactics, but I have to think about them in three broad strokes. So firstly, you want to be in a dark environment. So have blackout curtains. I have to put an eye mask over my eyes. You can make sure that you turn off turn off all your electronic lights, maybe put a towel over electronic lights that might be beaming, right? Things like that. Secondly, you want to sleep in a cool environment. So around 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 19 degrees Celsius. You can have an AC, you can have a fan, you can open the window, you can have a thick blanket and a thin blanket, you can sleep naked, you can uh, take a warm shower or bath before bed, anything to cool your body temperature. Hmm. And thirdly, which is what everyone struggles with, including myself sometimes, is low stimulation before bed. So the last thing you want to do is scroll on social media, fight with a random stranger, have a heavy argument with your partner, talk about something deep, have a laugh crisis before you go to bed. That's going to make things very difficult. Instead, I recommend taking 5, 10, 15 minutes to journal, to meditate, to just cool yourself off. Hmm. I like that. That's uh, something that I struggle with is giving my brain space to slow down and think about, you know, less, uh, less heavy things just before I go to bed, you know, either that, either mm-hmm. that scrolling, I do that occasionally. I'm trying to do less of that, but my brain is always turned in and to intentionally slow it down is, is super yeah. something that I've struggled with. Like you said, that's, that's probably our biggest thing. <laughs> How do you, if somebody is struggling to get results, like what, what is the big reason behind that as far as going back to the fitness thing, losing weight? What's, what's the number one reason people struggle to lose the weight that they're trying to lose or to get fit? I would say the number one reason is because people lack accountability. They don't have someone to hold them accountable to make sure they're consistent and they're consistently doing the right things, right? So I am in constant communication with my clients. I always know exactly what they're doing, what they're missing up in, what's difficult for them, what's easy. And let's say I do find something that's difficult for them. Let's give working out as an example. We find different ways to tackle that. But if there's no communication, if I don't know that they're struggling with it, then I can't help. That's why I don't just work with anyone. I make sure be like, hey, will you communicate with me at least a couple times a week? Because otherwise I can't help you. Mm. So an example of working out, let's say 
a person is drinking water, they're getting high quality sleep, they're eating right, but they can't manage to work out. I'm like, okay, let's figure out what's what I call is the smallest domino. You know the gif or the meme or the video where there's a tiny domino and then somebody knocks it down, there's a slightly bigger domino, slightly bigger domino, and there's a huge domino at the end that falls down. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's start with a tiny domino. So an example of a tiny domino is putting socks in your shoes by your bed or putting your socks on to get you to walk out or playing a certain song. And once you click play, then your mind is triggered to start walking out, right? Because that's you feel unmotivated. You can always go to YouTube and click play on your favorite um, song, right? So any tiny domino that gets you in the momentum. And another mind trick or mindset I like my clients to have is that walking out is not a dichotomy. It's not did I walk out, did I not walk out? It's how much did I walk out? So 20%, 40%, 60%. Are you telling me you can't do 20% of a workout? Of course you can, right? Because if you actually tell them, like, oh, I have to walk out for 30 minutes, I get that. That's really difficult. But like, okay, can I do 20%? Yeah, I can do 20%. I can walk out for six minutes. Mm-hmm. So that allows them to at least get started. And as you know, once the ball gets rolling, once momentum is in your favor, it's a lot easier to continue. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. When when you get started, it's easier to keep going. What do they say? An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Yep. <laughs> I love it. What's what is what have you found in working with your clients? What have you found is some of the most underrated ways to to start seeing the results, looking fit, losing weight, changing how you look and feel? So one of the first exercises I do with my clients is I have them write everything they enjoy eating, right? I say, don't filter, don't tell me what's expensive, what's convenient, just write everything. As soon as they write everything, I tell them to underline what's also healthy. And now they have a meal plan. That's a you meal plan. That's a Ken meal plan. It's not mm-hmm. or vegan or any random things that might work <laughs> for one person, but not for another. This is a you meal plan. So once you underline everything that's also healthy, then if that's 80% of your what you consume, you're pretty good to go. Now, gotcha. I always thought that was pretty common sense. I always thought that was a pretty easy exercise to do. But so many people have never heard that. that they get shocked. Like, oh, I didn't know I can eat foods that I like and lose weight. I said, <laughs> of course you can. That's the purpose of all this. This is supposed to be sustainable. If yeah. you can't do it for a day, don't do it for, if you can do it for a decade, don't do it for a day. Don't try some crazy fad diet because what's the point, right? And I like to complete this exercise by saying, if 80% of what you eat is healthy and tasty, make 10%, whatever you want, don't limit, you can eat whatever. And then another 10% is eat what I call healthy, but maybe not so tasty foods. So things that you know are good for you, but maybe don't taste the best right now. And when I say don't taste the best, I don't mean things that you find disgusting. Just things that you maybe don't particularly love. So for myself, as an example, a year ago, I didn't really love the taste of onions. I thought it was okay. It was was out, right? (laughs) But I decided every time I'm going to order a sandwich or make soup or make chicken, I'll sprinkle in a bit of onions. And because I ate onions a few times a week or even just once a week for consecutive months. Now I love the taste of onions. I want to put wow. it in everything I eat. So rather than subtracting, I believe 
your diet should be about adding, about expanding your taste buds. There's never a food that will tell you you can never eat that. I don't believe in that. It's about adding to your diet so there's more healthy, tasty foods. Gotcha. That's that's interesting. And it's definitely contrary to what you hear on, on most of the the nutrition experts yeah. in, in all of that. I, w- I was about to ask you <laughs> about the best diets for people to lose weight. W- what do you think about the fad diets that are out there? I mean, you got everything from, you know, if you, if you go back to, you know, there's people that go to like the, the Daniel to, fast, Daniel. you've got um, the keto uh, carnivore. I don't even know what all the diets are out there. What, what is your thoughts on if somebody wants to follow one of those diets? Do you have opinions on their effectiveness? And yeah, what, what are you, where do you go there? If I was to wear exactly the clothes that you wear, can, I might look good. I might not. But it's your clothes, right? So the chance that your clothes would fit perfectly on me is minuscule. It's very, very small. That's why I believe a you diet is the best diet because it's tailored to you. Everyone's different. Keto, again, it might work phenomenal for some people, but might work awful for others. So I don't believe it's good to subscribe it to everyone. Yeah. Right? So it really yeah. depends. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> How then kind of same on the, on the topic of diet, food and, and all of that. One of the most difficult times of the year to stay fit and healthy is over the holidays. And that seems to go from October to the middle of January. Yep. <laughs> so we've got multiple holidays in there and you know, a lot of feasting that happens in that time. And a lot of people uh, kind of let themselves go and, and they put on that winter weight, I guess, like they're, like they're storing up for hibernation. Maybe what, how do how do people lose weight or at least maintain over the holidays when normally they would balloon up? hundred percent. So whenever my clients are about to enter a wedding or Thanksgiving or any type of big dinner, I tell them to focus on three main things. Firstly, try your best to fast throughout the day. So avoid any breakfast or lunch because you know you'll eat a very big dinner. Secondly, try to do a very intense workout before so you can sort of earn your calories, right? And thirdly, remember the easy wins. So keep drinking water, stay hydrated because even if you fast for a long time, if you fast for like um, breakfast and lunch, by dinner time, if you drink plenty of water, you won't even be that hungry. People think that after you fast, you want to devour a bunch of food, but oftentimes you'll actually forget you're hungry. And on a quick side note, the easiest way to make fasting go by quick is to stay super busy, drink a cup of water, stay focused on really important tasks. Because I'm sure there's been times in your life where you're hungry, but you really wanted to accomplish something and you were really focused. And by the time you finished, you forgot about food because you're so focused on something else. Yeah. Right. And that goes to the previous point where so many people eat because they're hungry, not because so many people eat because they're bored, not because they're actually hungry. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Is, is doing that like fasting throughout the day or doing the, the heavy workout just beforehand is some of that kind of a pre-frame or setting your mindset, maybe even subconsciously, because if if you've intentionally fast before you know you're going to eat a big meal, or if you if you intentionally work out 
the fitness, the health aspect of it is a huge part taking over your brain. Mm -hmm. Is is a lot of that more a mental thing than actually the workout or the fast helping you out? Because if I fast for a whole day, I'm probably going to try to only eat things that are good for me at the big meal. You know, I might take mm. a little piece of peanut butter pie because that's my weakness there, but I'm not yeah. going to eat three pieces of peanut butter pie because I'm focused on my health. And I know that because I've fasted all day or I worked out really hard and I don't want to undo the hard work I just did. What part of that is, is pre-framing yourself with the mental side of it? And what part of that actually the, the <laughs> physical side that makes a difference? That's an excellent point because you get in the mindset of, hmm, should I eat this? Because if I do, then I'm going to have to do an extra hard workout. I'm going to have to fast. Like, And is it really worth it? Does taking two extra pieces of dessert really going to make my day? Because so many people <laughs> eat just because it's convenient. This is because it's within yeah. arm's reach. Yeah. right? And like I said, if you can have healthy things like a water bottle within arm's reach, that's fantastic. But so many people have desserts and things that within our that they don't even like right so another thing i really emphasize is if you're full you don't have to continue eating you don't have to finish what's on your plate especially if you don't think it's tasty the last part of the healthy tasty equation i like to emphasize is if it's not tasty not healthy don't eat it and that sounds obvious but so many times we order desserts it doesn't taste as good as we like but because we ordered it we don't want to quote unquote waste money we want to finish it. But yeah. the money is really spent. Yeah. You don't like it. It's not good for you. Stop eating. If you're in a big dinner, take a smaller plate or take smaller portions, and you can always take more, right? You don't have to fill your plate with a bunch of other things. And the last thing I'll say on this topic is I've, I believe that the biggest mistake people make is not doing the dinner, but the leftovers. Because they take so much leftovers, and the next day they want to finish it. Yeah. That's what I believe what misses most people off. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I I wouldn't have thought of that. I I would have thought that leftovers would be a good thing, but I mean, I guess if it's not healthy food, then you're just eating yeah. more unhealthy stuff. <laughs> it depends what the leftovers are, I would say. Yes. Yep. What, uh, is there any popular fitness advice that's out there today that you strongly disagree with? The first thing that comes to mind is that the I feel like too much emphasis is put on timing, like the time you walk out, the time you eat, and timing in general. I believe that for the most part, that total volume of what you eat and the quality of what you eat and the total volume of the amount of workouts that you do, the amount of movement that you make, is way more important than the timing. So yeah. whether you walk out in the morning, at night, afternoon, whatever works best for your schedule, whether you eat one meal or three meals, whether you eat at 1 p.m. or 1 a.m., it really doesn't matter as long as the volume and the quality is the same. Now, the only small caution I would say is if you eat and then lie down, that's not good for like your digestion system. But it's not about eating a lot before you go to sleep. It's about eating a lot and then lying down. So if uh, you eat a huge meal and then nap in the middle of the day, that's just as bad as if you eat a lot and then go to sleep. So it's not the timing, it's the fact that you shouldn't go lie down after you ate a huge meal. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And often when we do eat a huge meal, it's heavy carb foods that make you just want to 
yeah didn't sit down and sleep and, and we often do and so it just it sits there it's not a good thing as you say daniel if somebody wants to look you up and and work with you want you in their world to help them lose weight and get fit where can they find you and reach out to you I am most active on Twitter, and I know people think that Twitter is just about politics, but I swear there's a good side as well. So <laughs> my Twitter is Daniel Raz underscore fit. So that's D-A-N-I-E-L-I-A-Z underscore F-I-T. And okay. my website is DanielRazFit.com. I'm also, I used to post on Instagram, Daniel Raz Fit. You can check me out there. I don't post as much just because I want to stick to one platform, just like with diet, just like with working out. Once you find something that works, stick to it. Double down. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah that's where yeah. you can find me at. Cool. I will, uh, I'll have those links in the show notes where people can find you and reach out to you uh, if, if they uh, need help. And I know there's lots of people out there that do. It's just a matter of are they willing to do the work and reach out. I've got one last question before you go. I, I'm a guy that loves quotes. I collect them. and. Mm. Uh, I'd love to ask if you have a favorite quote, what it is and why it speaks to you. I have three. <laughs> I know which okay. ones. Yeah, sure. Share them all. <laughs> so I would say my favorite quote of all time is you can have everything you want in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Yes. That's my favorite quote of all time. A quote that made me think about everything I ever thought about about life that I heard not too long ago is we question all of our beliefs except those that we really believe and those we never think to question. Huh. The reason why that made me think is I, humans are like, yeah, I'm open-minded, but are you open-minded about the things that you believed since day one? That makes you like question what's real, what's not. Yeah. And... The third one I want to share, and the reason why I want to share this is because I feel like it would actually help the most people who are listening to this, is the quality of our lives is proportional to the amount of hard conversations we have, both with ourselves and with other people. Because I I believe that everyone has hard conversations that they know they should have with a family member, with a friend, with themselves, but they don't want to have it because it's hard but if you do have that hard conversation your life will change completely and this again is both with yourself and with other people wow yeah that's that's incredibly powerful i love all three of those quotes that's uh that's that's great daniel thank you so much for your time today it's been an enlightening conversation and it's definitely definitely advice that you don't hear in the mainstream today so i really appreciate your time and uh i definitely Guys, gals, if you need somebody to help you get fit, get in shape, lose the weight, reach out to Daniel. You won't regret it. Daniel, thank you for your time. Thanks a lot.